Pittsburgh Nerd Podcast. I'm Sean. I'm Ian, and this is the only podcast that says. I'm just a biochemist. Most of the time, I work in a glass jar and lead a very uneventful life. I drive a Volvo, a beige one. And what I'm dealing with here is one of the most deadly substances on the earth has ever known. So what do you say you cut me some freaking slack? Nice. I can't. I can't I just watch that. I, I can't go full cage. I just I can't commit full cage. Yeah. You know. But who can? Yeah. Who can go full cage? <laughs> How are you, sir? I'm good. You? I'm not bad. Okay. Can't complain too much. Uh, let's start off the show by wishing good friend, super fan. Pervert extraordinaire, superfan Thad, a happy birthday. Oh, happy it was his birthday. Bir- it was his birthday this week. I- I'm glad he reminded me in an email. Um, it says he's waiting on a happy birthday shout out from the two Pecker Wads. Well, there you go, Thad. Um, Thad also thinks we're he he Thad. Fed actually made some points here. I'll, I'll bring them up real quick. What I said at the end of the show, I'll do it at the beginning. Um, he said, how dare you talk bad about Disney? I love the food of the world at Epcot. No, it's not the same as International Village. I can't get a Viking food there or food from Atlantis. Well, Atlantis isn't real. And, I mean, Viking food is Scandinavian food. Yeah. So I'm not quite sure what the difference is there. So you had your chance at Viking food when it was in McKeesburg. Yeah, yeah, it was there. <laughs> it's called Scandinavia, <laughs> Norway. Um. He also says you guys are duds. I would love to see a lightsaber fight break out in the cantina bar, in most Isleys. He spelled. He actually spelled that fucking Isleys like it was the fucking chip tam. Nice. While visiting Disney, I would help join the smugglers run. My, I have no idea what he's going with that. So, that that basically disagrees with our assessment last week of how horrible an experience this whole Disney Star Cruiser hotel experience must be, uh-huh. and. Not surprised because Thad is a man who enjoys things like like I mean I don't I don't know like I would think that that would go against what Thad would enjoy because he Thad likes amusement parks more than he does theme parks it seems yeah like he it seems like he is somebody who who would prefer to ride the coasters and stuff like that as compared to attractions right I mean I know he's gone to Disney I know he's gone to Universal. He's done stuff like that, MGM, I think. But I mean, I, I he seems, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, Thad, but it seems like you're more of a ride person. So an amusement park is more of your interest than a a theme park with attractions would be. Yeah. I don't know, but I still think for the for the for the price and everything else, that 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 hotel just sounds fucking horrible. Yeah, it does. It does. 
I'm sorry. Ugh. So other than that, um, I guess we should just lead off with the the penultimate episode of Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah. What a banger! I'll say. <laughs> that was a good one. Like, I, 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 I just like, like, outside of the bad CGI on Hayden Christensen. Because yeah. I mean, he's still like he's fucking fifty. Yeah. You know, I'm sorry, he just did. Like, yeah. That, out, but outside of that. Like I like the story that they told. Oh yeah. And like how it inter like interwove with like Vader is still Anakin in many ways. Yeah. I like how I, I like that they're showing that to where it's like Anakin's still in there. Just Right. You know what I mean? It's not You know what I mean. But it's it's it, it's just in like like, like the, 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 he's not dead, like, but Vader believes Anakin is dead. But, like, Anakin makes who Vader is, even right. now. Right. Like, the, he, Anakin was never a master strategist. He, he, he was just a go-in-guns-blazing kind of yeah. warrior, yeah. you know. And Vader is the same thing. Like, there's that moment where, like, he's like, well... He doesn't have the patience for a siege, you know. Like right. it, it was just true. Like Anakin did not have that type of patience. He was like, "We need to get the fuck out of here." I have, you know, yeah, I have yeah. shit to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's finish this up. You know, I like the whole thought process of Vader through the whole thing. I like how they showed that. Yeah, you know, like in depth thought. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. In space, thinking back, memories. Yeah. You know. And same thing, it was funny because, you know, Obi-Wan was doing it too. Right. You know, so. Oh, man, was it good. So good. Tearjerker moment. When that robot died and fell on oh, her. Oh, yeah. And, and like, I thought he was just sheltering her, which he yeah. was, but then he put his head down. I was, yeah. I was crying. Yeah. Seriously, there were tears coming out of my eyes because I was like, that's probably that might be one of the saddest things I've ever seen in my life, other yeah. than the in the bot dying in. Uh... Oh, in Rogue One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No shit. That was rough. That was a rough moment. Yeah. Unreal. Yeah. I didn't care that she died. Yeah. I cared more about that robot dying than yeah. I did she, she, her. Oh yeah. That that was just. That was good filming right there. Yeah. That was good writing. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, whoa. Sap. Yeah. Anyway, that part was good. A little more lightsaber this time, and and when Vader was like, "I'll get it myself." <laughs> yeah, I'm going it by myself. Fuck but, y'all. But then, like, like a great moment, like he has that. So he has that duel with with Rhea, which was like a, a good duel. Like, but like, like it was like a duel of like, like he was. Like you never once thought he was in trouble. Mm-hmm. Like he was so pissed. That he was just like to- toying with his prey. 
Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. and like she's giving it everything she's fucking got, and he's like, "Did you think I was stupid enough not know it was you, Padawan?" Like, youngling, youngling, yeah. Like I was like, "Oh shit, yeah." When he was like this, yeah, I was like, "That was some." I mean, like that was like Bruce Lee, Darth Vader to me. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like yeah. I was just like, "Oh my goodness, did that just happen?" He was just like, mm-hmm. "Yep." Over here, block this. Yeah, you know. Now I've got two. Yeah, and he throws it at her. Yeah, like pick that shit up and fight me. Yeah, dude, come at me with all your hate because I will eat it up. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was so good. Yeah, man, was that good. Yeah, that saber. Even though it wasn't really, I can't really call it a lightsaber battle. Yeah. I mean, it was. But he controlled her the entire time. Yeah. Like, it was unbelievable. Like, it was a good show of dark force, like, force powers. Yeah. Which I was like, but when he was, I'm telling you, when he was like this and this. Yeah. It was like, oh my God. Like, just, just like, using the force, like, using the force of his hand to just deflect. Whatever he wanted to do. Yeah. Then he slowed that spin down. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Great imagery. Yeah. I mean, like. There was, and then there's that image of him holding both sabers. Yeah. Oh my god. But I, I even love, and I, I, I mean, I know it's Hayden Christensen in, in the suit. And is it? Yeah, it is. Okay. I, that was a big. That was a big deal. He wanted to be in the suit. I know he was in the suit at the end of Revenge of the Sith. He he insisted on that. Yeah. And I I I was I'm pretty sure it's like when they brought him back, they wanted him to be in the suit. Yeah. For, for this but like and it's tough to say because like, like David Prowse the way he did it was a different Vader I hate to say that yeah. but like the way Hayden Christensen strides is Vader uh-huh. like the like he's like a shark yeah at all times like like I don't know how to describe it like it, it it's very different and what, how David Prowse walked as Vader. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, there's anger in his steps. As compared to, like, Prowse was, like, more commanding. Yeah, yeah. Like, he was trying to be a commanding figure. And, like, Hayden Christensen's playing this, like, just, like, ball of rage. I know. You know? And, like, when he strides in and then he pulls down that ship... With the force. Another and, shot. And then rips it the fuck open. I was like, I mean, and I've seen that. Like, I saw it, like, they did it in a comic book where Luke pulls down a Star Destroyer on Coruscant. Like, just like using the force, just brings it down. And then they redid it in a, in one of the um, Dark Apprentice video games. Uh-huh. And it's like a this like, complete badass moment where he just, he pulls down the Star Destroyer out of the sky. And you're just like, oh shit. Yeah. You know, so this was like that on like a, a smaller scale, but it was still like such an absolutely badass moment. And you're just like, wow, <laughs> you know, yeah, you talk about pissed off. Yeah. And then to see the other ship get away. Yeah. Like, mm. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. just throwing a few on the fire there. Yeah. I the the shot they they captured that perfectly. That shot where he was where he he was holding it. Yeah. It was like that Yeah. Panoramic shot of him. Yeah. You know, that was 
That that was a poster right there. Yeah. You know what I mean? But when he started ripping it to shreds, I was like, oh my God. You know what I mean? Like, whew. You could feel the anger in him. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, like, like, it was like, I don't know. Like, there is something about the, like, his scenes as Vader that, like, just, like, portray, like, this just, like, like, this complete and total ball of rage that, unlike Kylo Ren, he's in control of. Oh, completely. And unleashes that ball of rage whenever he needs to. Yeah. You know. And that's the cool thing about it, too. It's yeah. like... It was just so good. Yeah. I mean, every... And that's what I think I've been most impressed with is not Obi-Wan so much, but Vader. Like, there's a lot of Vader in this. Yeah. You know, which I like. Yeah. Of course. And, and it's it's like pleasing to the palate because... You know, when we see these glimpses of Vader in these movies, right. we're like, oh, it's the best thing I ever saw. Yeah. Best thing I've ever seen in my life. You yeah. know what I mean? And now we're getting it, like, on a weekly basis. Yeah. You know, you're like, damn. Like, I don't want it to end. I still think that neck break was one of the best things I've ever seen. Oh. He's just fucking walking down the street like it's nothing. Yeah. Snapping neck, just owning it. I yeah. mean, I think Obi Wan's. I mean, I think Ewan McGregor's doing amazing as Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm there's. I'm not taking anything away, but I'm also very impressed by Vader. Yeah. Like this is the Vader that I've been wanting to see. This is like the rumors. You know, yeah. if you've only seen the movies, right, yeah. These are the rumors that you knew that you know everyone's scared to death of him. I was like. Wonder why is everybody so scared to death of him? He hasn't really done anything. I mean, he's yeah, he's you know, choked he, out a few people. He's choked out a few people. He's tortured Leia a little bit. Yeah, you know, killed Obi Wan, but you know, Obi Wan yeah. was half dead anyway. Yeah, yeah. At that point, you know what I mean? Like it was kind of like, <clears throat> you know, every time anybody ever came in contact or talked about Vader, there was fear in their heart. Yeah, you know what I mean, this is why. Right. Like, you thought, like, at the end of Rogue One, now, like, oh, okay, that's that's prime Vader. Yeah. You know, and then he was tired. Yeah. Like, so, like, going into Star Wars, he was tired because of, of what happened in Rogue One. He was sleepy. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, I don't know. Like, I mean, <laughs> you, this is like, you're like, you're right. Like, I mean, this is like, the lights are shining bright and Vader's bringing his A game. Oh, and not just A game. It's yeah. just like, this is what I want to see. Yeah. You know, I mean, this is the stuff that I want to see. Right. Um, yeah, I, I just love it. I like. Yeah. I like. What's her name? Storyline too. I get that. Yeah. I get her rage. Yeah. And I get why she hates Obi Wan. Yeah. Yeah. Like I mean, it all comes together nicely. It does. You know. Yeah. I just didn't see that coming. I did. I did not. I did not see her turning. Not on Vader. I. I just. Vader would have seen that a hundred miles running. Oh, he did. I I know that. Right. But that's why. I mean, like, I just didn't. I didn't think that she was there. Like, I I didn't see what what I didn't see was like her. Like when he Obi Wan's like you're hunting him, I was like, well, that's foolish. <laughs> like that was the first thing I thought when he said that. I was like, well, that's dumb. Yeah. <laughs> why would you do that? How about when Obi Wan was like, no, I'm bringing him to you. Yeah. I was like, 
You better shave that beard right now, son. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Make yourself presentable for your Dark Lord. <laughs> you know? Yeah, man. I was like, damn. Good stuff. Yeah. I thought it was cool as hell when she put that saber through that fucking door. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like playtime's over. Yeah, I am done. <laughs> yeah. And then, nice little force push. Yeah. Yeah, good good stuff. Yeah, good stuff. Oh, yeah. It was good. This has been a great series. and I mean, and we've, you know, thoroughly stroked it this entire time as it deserves, in my opinion. I think it's a great series. Yeah. It should be getting good reviews. I, I uh, can't see where it wouldn't. Well, like, I, I saw a meme. Because there are people who are bitching about it. I can't believe it. And it's because that they wanted, like, this strong and powerful Obi-Wan Kenobi, this, this complete badass. And what you get is this complex character who, you know, who's suffering from PTSD and, you know, blaming himself for the fall of the Republic and, you know, thinks he killed his best friend. Yeah. You know, like, all, there's all this shit that he's dealing with in his head. And he, you know, yes, he it's, he's a much more complex character for it, but, like, you wanted, like, you know, a knight in shining armor to come out of the desert and be like, you know, let's ride. Yeah, that's not And that's happened. not him. You know? Yeah. This makes so much more sense. Right, From right, a storyteller. Right. Like, if he would have been that, don't get me wrong, I would have been like, okay, I'm all in on this. But, yeah. like, that's not, like, this makes more sense from a character standpoint of everything that he's been through. Right. Like, what happened to him 10 years ago would be traumatizing. Oh, yeah. And he's not getting therapy. Right. You know? He's got a Jawa telling him he stinks. I know. You know? Yeah, right. He's alone. Yeah. Him and his horse. So, like, I just, I, I find, like, the people who are, like, angry about this, and like, oh, you made Obi-Wan so weak, and oh, this, that, and that. Like, I don't know what you were expecting, but, like... From a storytelling standpoint, like, I, I just don't get that. Like, it, it, this just, from a storytelling standpoint, like, makes the character more interesting and makes more sense that, that he would be traumatized and, like, hearing about everything that's going on in the, the galaxy and just, like, you know, just bury that fucking thing in the sand. Yeah. You know. It just make it, it. You're right. It completely makes sense. This is where he, would, he should be. Yeah. You know, and now he's coming back a little bit. Right. Forced into it, but he's still coming back. Right, but like that moment where he like he's addressing the crowd. He's like, yeah, we, we're, we'll get our asses kicked. Or, you know, we can try to reinforce everything we can to keep him on as long as we can while we try to get out of here. Yeah. So, uh, let's get our shit together. Yeah, well, he becomes yeah. the commander. Again. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, he's there. Yeah. But he's still experiencing all these traumas. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah. Like just the tra- just alone of losing Leia is traumatic enough. Yeah. Because he knows what's at stake. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then having Vader, the trauma of discovering Vader. Right. The trauma of Vader hunting him. Yeah. And then the trauma of just losing this person he became close to. Yeah. Again. Yeah. And it just keeps happening to him. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So. I don't know. It's 
Good stuff. It is. It's very good. I, I've, I've really enjoyed it, and I can't wait to see how this wraps up. I guess an hour and a half episode next week. Oh, <laughs> yeah. God, I hope there's another season. I hope so, too. I, I, I know it's supposed to be a one-off, but, like... I mean, the problem becomes... like I, I, I said, and I, I, I hate to pat myself on the back... But, like, I kind of predicted how this series was going to be. Mm-hmm. Like, I said, okay, it's got to be, you've got to have a reason for Obi-Wan to get off Tatooine. Off planet. Right. And I said it was going to be something to do with Duchess Satine from the Clone Wars. Okay. Like, maybe her sister's in trouble or her niece or something. Something that, like, because it has to be a personal connection to Obi-Wan. Mm. Well, you replace that with Leia. Mm. Leia has been kidnapped and Obi-Wan has to go save her. And this is what. Forces him to go off world. The other thing was, you know, it has to be like Vader is pursuing him the entire time. Like Vader's just one step behind him the whole time trying to get to him because Vader is so angry and wants a piece of his ass so bad. Yeah. You know, that he he's, and it's a race against time for Obi-Wan to get back into hiding. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that that like that that's kind of like the the way I kind of said it was going to, it should be and it kind of is in a way. Yeah. You know, so I mean that that's kind of been like I I feel good about that but so but like so like for a second series I'm like, "Oh fuck, how do you how do you get him back off the planet again?" Yeah. I don't know. You know. And it's not like Vader can come to Tatooine. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it, it just can't happen. So it's like, it's one of those things like, I, I don't know how you do a second series where you get Obi-Wan off the planet and away from Luke. Because by the end of this, is he's got to be like, okay, I'm ready to train the boy. Yeah. Like, when he is of age, he's had eight years, I have to ha- take over. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like one of those things of like, so what, what, what do you put like, Okay, two years later, when when Luke's twelve, how do we get you back off the planet? Yeah, yeah, you know. So that's the only problem with like a second season of how how you how you do that. Yeah. But otherwise, I mean, it's it's been fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Hmm. Good series. Indeed. And on the other side of the nerd spectrum, our Star Trek fans are churning out episode after episode of high quality TV. Oh, yeah. Strange New Worlds has been fantastic. <laughs> yeah, it has been, man. Yeah. <laughs> really good. That was a really good episode. Yeah. And I mean, I was watching it. And spoiler alert for those who haven't watched the latest episode, but I'm watching that episode. When I got to the end of it, and it, the name Cyborg came up, I'm like, I got to text Ian. <laughs> I couldn't believe I got to text Ian. And I didn't because I didn't want to spoil it. Yeah. I, just, I, I was like, cause I watched it Thursday, and I'm like, I don't know when Ian watches it. Yeah, usually Friday night. Yeah, and I was like, I don't want to spoil anything because I just wanted to have this... Because, I, I mean, you've talked about how, like, 
Cybok is one of your favorite Star Trek characters. He's like, is. you really like that character a lot. I do. I like the complexity of the character, and I like his relationship to Spock. Yeah. I do. I, I, I found that, that in that movie, I, I felt that that really portrayed really well. Yeah. And the character that played Cybok really played him well. Yeah. Like, he loved his brother. Yeah. Do you know when what I mean? He thought he was helping his brother. Yeah. But he did love him. Mm-hmm. Like... When he talked to Spock, you can see the love in his eyes when he talked to him. Yeah. It was really good acting. Yeah. The acting was phenomenal in that movie. I mean, between, especially between Spock and, yeah. and uh, Cyborg. Yeah. Really good. Stuff. So, I mean, like, to have his name come up at the end of that episode, I feel like at some point we're going to have a two or three run episode run with Cyborg. Oh, yeah. I hope so. You know, I mean, I, I, honestly, I feel that way. Like, I feel like it's oh, this. This is coming. Yeah, yeah. You know. But overall, that episode was very good. Oh yeah, I thought so too. I didn't see the turn coming. No, neither did I. Like uh, Captain, that uh, Captain Angel, yeah. like when she flipped, I was like, "Son of a bitch!" Yeah. You know. But like the like, and like you said, like once you like. I'm listening to her say things to Spock, and I'm like, wow, that makes that kind of makes sense. I get where she's coming from. You know? Yeah, and so, I, it's almost like like a little psychology lesson for him. Yeah. It's weird. But then at the end of it, when again, you're like, that shit Cybok would have said. That makes complete sense. Yeah, she's part of Cybok's. <laughs> yeah. So, that was very She shared her pain. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I bet she did. Yeah, you know <laughs> what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel your pain. No, I'm telling yeah. you, she shared it. Yeah, and I, I mean, it was a complete like, wow. Like talk about like like it, it just it made so much more sense like after the fact like connecting all those dots. Yeah, you know what I mean. I was like, oh man, yeah. and like even Spock was like, I put the pieces of the puzzle together and I, I figured it out, and we can't let him out. You know, <laughs> we cannot let him out. Yeah. You know, and, and then they show the silhouette of his hair. And yeah, like, and the, like the beard. Yeah. yeah, I was like, oh man, yeah. really good. Yeah, and they dug deep for that too. They did. You know, it's pretty impressive writing. It is. It's very good writing. And I mean, like, I mean, Pike was so fucking. I I, I know we, <laughs> we 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 slobber all over Pike every week, but I mean. That was just so much fun. <laughs> it was, that, you know, right? yeah. It was like I like how Pike took second stage to this. Yeah, like his, yeah, his storyline takes second stage, but at the same time, like it's just it's fun watching. Like, yeah, we're gonna start a mutiny, right? You know, and like the crew's like, what? Luna's <laughs> like, oh, not again. Yeah. We're just like again. <laughs> yeah, you've been here before, sir. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's like he knows what he's doing. Yeah. Like his experience. Yeah. Is perfect. Yeah, and he's like, uh, you might want to beam us out now. Uh, we kind of commandeered the ship before the mutiny in front of its course. <laughs> right, and they're getting <laughs> fucking fired upon and shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good shit. What'd they call him? The Cub Scout? Boy Scout? Boy Scout, yeah. 
It's in your file, dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> really? Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, this is a good show. We, I'm glad these bo- these shows are both on right now. <laughs> you know? It, I mean... The only thing that worries me is like I've seen I saw a preview for next week's episode, uh-huh. and it worries me because it feels like original series slash next generation hijinks. Uh-huh. Yeah, like I was watching, I was like, "Oh no, this doesn't look promising." Yeah, but I'm willing to give it a shot because every other episode of this series has been so fucking good, <laughs> you know. I will, even though this looks like complete and total hijinks, I'm willing to give it a try. Right, right. You know. <laughs> I like how they're delving into Spock's character as well. There's been a lot of Spock attention. Yeah. To this series. Well, I, I like it. It's like him into Ping. Because, I mean, even, again, like it was just one episode of the original series. Yeah. But it was such a pivotal episode because you learned so much about Spock and like what Vulcans are and every, like everything Vulcan in that one episode. Yeah. Like it's always like, you know, yeah, Vulcans are logical. Vulcans can't lie. Vulcans are really strong, you know. But that episode, it was like, okay, let's delve into what Vulcans are. And I like it, like, you know, at this point, like, we, we, we've explored them so much, but like, this relationship between these two characters, which you know is doomed. Oh, yeah. You know, and they don't even play it off like it's not going to be doomed. Uh-huh. Like, they're not trying to revise history at all. No, no. Like, this is where this, this, this is the path of destruction this relationship eventually goes to. Yeah. And it's just, it's interesting to kind of watch it knowing what the end game of it is. Right. And it's like, at some point, they both were in love with each other, or whatever Vulcan yeah, yeah. love is. Yeah, and like, is it because of like the five year mission? Is it because of his loyalty to Starfleet that she turns to the arms of another man? Yeah, yeah. like you know, like it's it's this odd like it's a very it's a very complex but interesting relationship and I like how they're playing it because like right now they're still like in the honeymoon phase of like well, I want to get to know more about your human side yeah. and Spock's like what the fuck yeah. I haven't even done that right I haven't even explored yeah. that area of my life yeah I have no interest in that shit whatsoever <laughs> you know so yeah it, I do like that aspect of it and but like other characters, like I, I mean, uh, it, it's 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 just a really well done show, and I, again, this this past episode was just really fucking good. I like when Spock went nuts on the bridge. Yeah. Oh man. Oh yeah. Death grips everywhere. Yeah. Throwing people across the fucking room. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. You go on your bad self, boy. Well, you know he knows. Yeah. Fighting. And you know, he's... Yeah. He's yeah, a master what, fighter. Yeah. Whatever that, that Vulcan Kung Fu <laughs> shit is, he knows it. Yeah. Yeah. I can't think of the name of it. I, I yeah. want to keep wanting to say Pawn Far, but that's, you know, that's when he has to mate. That's... Anyway. Something else, yeah. 
But you know, he knows all that shit. Yeah. He's a master at it. Yeah. You know, and but I like how the death grip's coming out. Like, yeah. More. He's just fucking pinching everybody. Yeah. He's like, come here. Come, on, come here. <laughs> You're out. You're out. You're out. I'm going to throw you across the room. Yeah. I'm going to punch this guy. I'm going to take this. I'm going to shoot you. Yeah. Yeah. Good shit. And then he planted the kiss, dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, mean, I was corrected by Stork. Uh-huh. Apparently, the relationship between him and Nurse Chapel is from the original series and not just from the pilot. Okay. I didn't know that. I, but again, I haven't watched the original series in fucking God knows how long. Like, an episode right. here, an episode there, I may have caught at some point. Right. You know? right. But other than that, like, I, I, I know they just completed a, a watch of the entire original series. Okay. So... Conveniently skipped the cartoon, but they did watch the original series. Um, so, I, I, you know, that relationship, I guess, is hinted at more in the, in, in the original series. Yeah. Um, so thank you for that correction, Stork. Uh, so, but yeah, I do like how they, 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 they play that up a little bit more. Um, that, 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 like, and even like at the end, like when he... She's like, look, I, you're not going to fucking lie to me. You're a Vulcan. I get it. We're friends. That's it. And Spock's like, eh, maybe friends with Mavis. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> right, right. you know? I would not be opposed to... Exploring your human side. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a Jim Kirk quote. No, yeah. Just <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my, my friend Jim, who I just met, tells me. <laughs> yeah. You know. Uh. <laughs> I also think it's neat, too, that you have this insight to Kirk, I mean, to Spock, and how much he's gone through before he even gets in contact with Kirk. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. It's almost like Spock should be the captain. Well, and you know what I mean. I think what's interesting is it's like, yeah, you know, like in the particularly in the movies, they really play up the relationship between Kirk and Spock. Yeah, yeah, you know, McCoy's kind of like there. He's like, yeah, you know, Bones is my boy, but you know, Spock, Spock's my ride or die. Yeah, he's his brother. Yeah. And like, even in like the J.J. The Abrams one, I mean, they, they, they play the parallels between those two. But like in this series, I'm like, Spock's OG was Pike. Yeah. Like, they were homies. Yeah. You know, hardcore. Well, that's probably why. Why, why you know, yeah, right. like, Spock takes the ship, they go back, they do all the shit for Pike. Yeah, I get that, like. I understand that, but at the same, but there's a part of me still that's like, like, and Spock was like, they were tight. Yeah, they were. So like, how hard was it for Spock to be like, yeah, Jim Kirk's my ride or die. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, because in, in the movie, like, in the movies, like that's like they're both like. You know what I mean? Like, 
Spock breaks all sorts of Federation regulations to go get Kirk out of Klingon prison. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And Kirk steals a fucking starship to bring Spock back to life. Right, right. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of shit those two have done for each other in those movies where you're like, son of a bitch. Like, why don't you two just fuck? (laughs) You know? (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, like, but that's how it is. I mean, there's a... Like, Spock's level of commitment to Kirk, I thought, like, man, like, I mean, they must have been together for a long time. But, like, now you're seeing this series, and I'm like, Spock had that level of commitment for Pike. Yeah, and he was with him for a long time. Yeah, like, it's, I mean, we're talking, this takes place 10 years before Kirk becomes captain. Yeah. So there's a 10-year relationship Spock has before good old James T shows up and is like, how you doing? Yeah, I mean, these two lived together for 10 yeah. years. Yeah. You know. What happened to Pike? Did he get promoted? I don't, I don't know. Like, I think so, yeah. Like, I, I think, like, when Kirk takes over the Enterprise... Does he become Admiral? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Which is, like... But, like, in this series, like, Kirk... Like, Kirk's, Kirk's number one is Spock. Like, he, he, he's the executive officer on the ship. Yeah. It, Spock's not Pike's executive officer. Una is. Yeah. You know? So... It's that weird thing of like, okay, so, because you're saying like, well, wow, I feel like Spock should have been the captain. Well, he, he, was, he wasn't far enough up the ranks that he could be like, you know, it's Kirk that makes him number one. Yeah, yeah. You know? Or so maybe something happens to Una in the future of this show. We don't know. Right. Or she goes off with, with Pike, or she becomes a captain of her own ship. Maybe. You know, a lot of different things that yeah, could yeah. happen there. Yeah. But... But still, like it's that, just that. Odd. They have. Do you think they have a relationship, those two? Him and Una. Well, I don't think they're fucking, but you know. Well, I mean, they're tight. They're tight. Like I, I think, I think the relationship they have is is tight. Like, like I, I, for, I think for for Pike, that's the the three way. Is an odd thing to say. But I think it's it's Pike, Spock, and Una. Mm. Like those, Spock and Una are his like Spock and McCoy. Okay. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. Like I, I think Pike has respect for everybody else, but like those are his two. Like yeah. when he needs somebody to lean on, he's talking to those two. Yeah. You know, he went through shit with Spock with Discovery. Yeah. You know, and you know Una's just been there since day one. Right. You know, so those are his two people he leans on. Right. And then when he leaves and Una leaves, Spock, it becomes, you know, Kirk, McCoy, and Spock are are the the triangle. Yeah. Of course, I'm probably going to hear all about this. I I like McCoy's and... Jim's relationship to. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's not as in-depth as Spock's, but it's... I think, I think it's more interesting in the J.J. Abrams movies. Yeah. The relationship McCoy has with, with Kirk. Yeah. 
and the relationship McCoy has with Spock. Yeah. Because I, I feel like for Jim, like McCoy was like the original, his original guy. Right. Like when, he, when he gets on that shuttle to go to Starfleet Academy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <right. you> know, <laughs> all she left me was my bones. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's, that's Jim's guy. You right. know, Spock comes along later. Yeah. But they develop a relationship that Spock is willing to go down and fucking kill Khan for. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, I mean, it's this, their dynamic is is, is interesting, but like in the, the original series in the movies, like, I particularly in the movie, they, they play up this, the relationship between Kirk and Spock so much. Mm. Like McCoy, I don't want to say he's like a second fiddle. Sort of. But he kind of is. Yeah. And I don't know if that's just like the Forrest <laughs> Kelly was like, fuck, I'm old and I don't want to do this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but they're, but they're also like, they, they they both have that great moment of like in the last original series movie of like, you know, it's Kirk and McCoy on that, that planet, you know? And so you get to explore that relationship a little bit more. Like McCoy's constantly like, the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. Kissing everything, <laughs> you know. Yeah. The fuck, man. Does it ever stop? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know. This is what happens when you trust a lady. She leads us to our doom. <laughs> you know. I'm on. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it, I mean, it, I I like I like that relationship too. Like the three of them together is an interesting dynamic. But it never gets played, like, at least to me, it never really gets played up properly in the movies. Yeah, only a couple times. Yeah. One was the, the forest scene. Yeah. When they were in the forest. Yeah, they're singing Row, Row, Row Your Boat and shit. Yeah, but I mean, that's just like three old men camping. They're just kind of like. Yeah. 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 I get that. Yeah. That was, that was a good scene. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, so. Speaking of things that we're kind of looking forward to. Oh, yeah. Have you seen the trailer for Prey? Prey. Apparently not. Let me pause this. Huh? All right. See, so you, you, you did see the trailer for this. The Predator against the Navajo Indians. Yeah. That looks so fucking good. It does look good. But, like, I think it's just another Predator story. Well, yes, it is. No, you don't know. It is. But, like, the thing that you and I have talked about, like, like you and I have talked about how great the, the Robert Rodriguez Predator movie is. Yeah. Like, that thing is amazing. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is going to be right up there with that. I hope so. Like, and it even has, like, an option. Like, you can watch it in English or Navajo. <laughs> how cool is that? Yeah. And, like, I'm like, uh, I'm tempted to watch it in Navajo, but I'm going to need to watch it in English. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm sorry. I just, I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's it it like it just like it's it just it looks so interesting to me. Like I don't know why, but like like the the, the concept of like because like when we think of like the Indian, like we think about the Comanche, like the Navajo are like these just complete and total badasses. Mm-hmm. You know. 
And it's that thing of like, so if you're going to take a predator, you're going to put it back in time and you're going to have it go up against like these Native Americans. Or was it put back in time? Well, it wasn't. I think it came, I mean, you know, it wasn't, a, it wasn't a time travel deal. I think it was just, I'm this, just talking about yeah. from a storytelling standpoint. We're going, to yeah. back, we're going to back in time with a story. Yeah. You know, instead of doing Danny Glover again. Yeah. You know. <laughs> like, who better than, like, you know, the, the Navajo to, like, have him, like, sharpen his skills on? Yeah. Or have them sharpen their skills on? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, it's that it's that interesting dynamic of like, even though like technologically they're pro- they're they're extremely inferior. Like I feel like their connection to the earth, right, and the way they hunt and like everything about like a, a Native American culture would be like very interesting against a a predator. I I agree with you, and I, I and I think, think at the end of the day, like it would respect. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think that, like, I, I'm kind of looking forward to it being stripped down. Yeah. Like, the only technology out there is what the Predator has. Yeah. There's nothing else. There's no other technology around. Right. This is stripped down, bare bones. Right. Hunting. Right. Sort of like the end of Predator 1. Right. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's... Yeah. The bare bones. He had nothing. Yeah. Except what he could make. Right. You know what I mean? And I think this is... The whole movie's going to be like this. Yeah. So that actually might be... I kind of like that. Yeah. You know? I. Although I do like the... Well, I guess I still will see the Predator's toys, but... Yeah. Um. Yeah. That'd be pretty good. Yeah, I'm very, very intrigued to see this. I got... I kind of got giddy watching the trailer uh-huh. about it because I was like, oh, oh, that looks very interesting. Right. You know, so like I, I can't wait to see how the, how it plays out. I hope it's very, very good. I, I'm really rooting for it. Right. Like, it's a Hulu movie. I can't wait for it to come out on Hulu because I'll watch it that weekend. Yeah. Like, I will. Like it's circle. Like I, I want to watch. Cause you, you said you watched that movie. Um. That I've seen a movie on a oh phenomenal yeah I want to I want to watch that I want to watch Spiderhead on Netflix that mm-hmm. looks very interesting but this is definitely one I have circled on my like this is a must watch right mm. yeah definitely yeah. a must watch definitely a must watch mm. oh did you fart <laughs> no was that. No. Is that a silencer? Oh, 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 man, I ate that. Oh, I ate that. All right, now that the, the air is cleared. <laughs> Swamp gas. Yeah, oh, oh, horrific. Horrific. Um, I'll just touch on it really quick because, like, to me it's news. I don't know if you heard about this. Did you hear about the, the news about Vince McMahon? Yeah, yeah. Oh, so real quick summary. Apparently, in a shocking turn of events, <laughs> shocking to no one, um, Vince McMahon apparently had a 
an affair with a paralegal at WWE. Okay. And then apparently traded her off with director of talent relations, John Laronitis. Uh-huh. And then paid her $3 million and had her sign an NDA to, you know, to not disclose anything. Right. Now, supposedly, all this is alleged, but so allegedly the $3 million was McMahon's personal money. It was not money from the WWE. Okay. But still, that she apparently received a couple of raises um, rather quickly, <laughs> you know, mm. during said alleged affair. Now, Vince has stepped down as the CEO and the chairman of the board yeah. for WWE, but he is still the head of creative control for the wrestling shows. His daughter, Stephanie, has taken the interim CEO position and chairwoman. Yeah. And it's like one of those things where it's like, if you follow like the stuff behind the scenes, like WWE hired this guy named Nick Khan. As an outsider looking in, it looks like Nick Khan's job has been to make WWE as viable as possible for somebody to buy it. Okay. Okay. They've cut a. They have in the past two years that they've released like. Like a hundred wrestlers. Okay. Which is like outrageous. Uh They're just releasing people left and right. So they're cutting salary. They've, they sold, they had what was called the WWE Network, which was a streaming service that WWE owned. Mm -hmm. They sold that to NBC Universal and it's now part of the Peacock streaming service. Okay. And then on top of everything else... They forced out Triple H, Hunter, Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Like, he he was in charge of their third brand, NXT. Mm-hmm. This is this is created by Triple H, Paul Levesque is his real name, mm-hmm. and Dusty Rhodes. Okay. And when Dusty died, Paul Levesque brought in Shawn Michaels to, to help run it. Mm-hmm. They removed him from the as the head of, of NXT. Then he has a heart episode that almost killed him yeah and but now he's back in a very limited capacity in the office a month ago stephanie mcmahon announced that she was stepping away from her duties as chief brand officer okay and now they're bringing her back in like the board appointed her the interim chairperson okay okay and ceo and apparently the head of wwe like production Kevin Dunn is under investigation for um um he's a, by, by the SEC for uh stock okay trade yeah. yeah insider trading that was it okay insider trading apparently he dumped a ton of stock like last month before all this shit went down okay and since he's dropped his stock the price has plummeted okay. a bit. So it's one of those things. Um, 
like all this shit is falling around, falling down, and Nick Khan, it's like almost like rising up the tower of Mortal Kombat. And now Vince is the final boss. Okay. And this is how Vince is going to be taken out. And then Nick Khan can sell the property to what everybody assumes is going to be NBC. Okay. You know? So, but it's like this weird, it's like this whole weird power play thing. And like, I, like at the end of the day, like as, as an outsider looking at it, unless they find out, like, I guess the board can say that there's been like, you know, pro, um, conduct inappropriate to the brand or right. to, to the company by having an affair with a paralegal and, you know, apparently, you know, tossing like a toy to your head of talent relations. Yeah. But that's the only thing I can think of they could find him guilty of. Like, if the money's his, if he paid her with his money, like, it's not, it's nothing he did with the company. Right. You know what I mean? Like, so it's like this odd thing of like, how is this going to play out? And, like, it's just this, 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 this whole weird trip of like, what is going on with WWE? Yeah. And then to top it off, like, so Vince comes out last night on SmackDown. Okay. Like, First thing, like they don't even do the open. This is the cold open. Vince comes down to the ring, comes down to it, and people are cheering him. <laughs> he man wasn't booed. There wasn't silence. People were cheering him. Mm-hmm. And he comes to the ring and he goes, you know, that WWE signature that we, we just saw. It, it says, it has four words in it. Then, now, forever, and most importantly, together. Welcome to SmackDown. That's the entire thing. And they, then he leaves the ring. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, are you trying to say, like, we're in this together, Vince? Because I don't recall paying a paralegal $3 million to give her my shit about fucking me. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like... Holy hell, he's we are talking, not in this together. He's talking to the diehards there. He is. Yeah. Like, and like what's amazing is like the diehards are there. Like, I don't think at the end of the day, like anything's gonna happen. I, I don't think the board is gonna ask him to step down after this investigation. I honestly don't. Yeah. Like the stock price may 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 take a hit, but I think at the end of the day, like it, it bounces back because for whatever reason it's in Vince we trust. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? The man's 76 years old, he can't he can't have much left in the tank. Yeah. You know, but he goes like 20 hours a day. Yeah. You know, like four in the morning, he's in the gym. Yeah, yeah. You know, doing thousand pound squats and shit. Yeah. Like, it's ridiculous. But, like, so it's like, it's like one of those oddball things of like, at the end of the day, like, I just, I don't see Vince kind of being ousted. Right, right. I, I just don't. I, I, I think... He may get slapped on the wrist. I, mean, I think other people are going to take the fall. I think John Laronitis is gone. I think, you know, Kevin Dunn with his investigation is probably going to be done. And God can only hope so because the way he produces TV is fucking annoying. Yeah. You know, I, I get a fucking headache watching WWE programming because there's so many fucking cuts. You're like, holy shit, just put the camera in one spot for a second. Right. Um, but, like... I'll, it's just this bizarre thing. It's like it's like one more thing, and like, and what's been a weird like you know Jeff Hardy was arrested for DUI. He was like three times, almost four times over the legal limit. Yeah, you know, 
And like all this stuff is kind of going on this year, and you're just like, here's one more weird thing. If you're like a pro wrestling fan, and you keep track of this stuff, it's got to be like, ugh. <laughs> you know, no wonder this, no wonder pro wrestling fans are looked upon like, you know, the scum of the earth. Right. right you know, yeah. shit like this makes them look bad. Hmm. Yeah. So. That and there was a. Uh, one last thing. What was it? I have it here? Oh, yeah. HBO's talking about doing a Jon Snow spinoff. Yeah, I saw that. Does that interest you? Uh, I don't know. I was so disappointed at the end of Thrones that. I I almost said I'm never watching HBO again. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I was just, Yeah. I was so disappointed in the last season. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I mean, I wasn't like a super fan of Thrones. Yeah. But I was very disappointed and I felt that you can't go out like that. You know what I mean? Right. So, going back to it, I don't know. Well, I mean, like, like, does the prequel series interest you at all? Like, no. it comes out here in a, a couple of months, I think. It doesn't. No. Unless it catches buzz. and like with Matt Smith being in it? No. Okay. Yeah. Like, I'm intrigued enough that I'll watch it because, like, going back in time sounds interesting to me. Like, I want to see, like, the Targaryens at the height of their power. I know, but I'm getting, like, a little tired of going back in time. Yeah, I get that. You know what I mean? We're doing it with this. We're doing it with Potter. We're doing it with Star Wars. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. can't we just... Right, so yeah. here... But but a Jon Snow sequel series... Yeah, and it's not going back in time. Um, right. Yeah... I, I guess. And he was probably my like two or three. Yeah. You know, like there were certain people that I liked on Thrones that I followed, that I liked to follow. Right. You know, uh, Daenerys was not one of them. <laughs> yeah. Believe it or not. Okay. Um, yeah, believe it or not, I, I, I liked her in the beginning and I, I was following that storyline and then... It just kind of went downhill. Uh, for me. Right. I mean, personally. Yeah. I just, her arc just went kind of yeah, off. The, the second she left, she the second she, she she set sail for home, I was like, okay, this just turned for the worse. Yeah. Um, and I was more interested in Snow and uh, Dinklage. Yeah. And um, what's his name? The Mountain's brother. Oh, the Hound. The Hound. Yeah. Those were my... Yeah. And Aria. Aria. Yeah. Aria. She fits in there yeah. as well. Um, those are the people that I like the storylines of. Yeah. Everybody else I can give a fuck. Um, I didn't care about uh, the red, redhead, snow. Yeah. Um, I just didn't care. You know what I mean. Yeah. Um, 
but like at the end of the show, it was just kind of like I was let down on Dinklage's that yeah. whole thing. I was let down on Snow, in a sense. Um, the um, the Hound satisfied me. Yeah. That. Yeah. That arc. Um, Arias Arias did too. So, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if I want to see it. I don't. I don't. I don't know if I'm like ready for another Thrones. Well, I think getting what, into Thrones. Right. Again. I think what's interesting is like, out of all the characters, and you know, there are some some endings that were unsatisfying, some that were very satisfying. Yeah. Jon Snow's was satisfying to me. Like it made sense. Like he should be in the North. He should be the he should be the king beyond the wall. You know what I mean? Like that just made sense to me. Yeah. Now, what what I want from the series is a Jon Snow centric series, right? About what he does beyond the wall, right? I don't want just going back. I don't want to go go, you know. And meanwhile, yeah, I don't you know, want any. Here's what King Bran is up to. Like, no, I don't care. I don't, you know. Maybe he gets me some 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 stuff at Winterfell because it's so close to the wall. You know what I mean? Like, uh, that would kind of make sense that there would be a relationship there between yeah. Winterfell and, and maybe John beyond the wall. But outside of that, yeah, like, I, I don't need to travel below the Mason-Dixon line to find out what's going on south of Winterfell. No, let's not even talk about Bran, because yeah. that was just like, come on. Anyway. <laughs> no, seriously. I get what you're saying. Like... Again, I wasn't as upset about him being named king as like everybody else was. I was like, okay, whatever. I mean, who else were you gonna name king? Like, it was nobody. It was like, are we gonna name Snow? I guess, kinda, sorta. But do we really want to do that? Yeah. No, we gotta send him. He, he, he. You know, he. You gotta send him. He gotta be punished. I just thought the dragon should have followed him through. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. Anyway. Yeah. I, I won't get. That's right. not good. It's good. It's not good on the Game of Thrones path. Right. But. So yeah, I would like to. I mean, Snow beyond the wall and what goes on there, I would be into. You know. Right. Um, I'd watch it. Because there are, there are characters like this is the reason why sequels are so much fun sometimes is. Like, you want to know what happens to that character after this. Like, especially in, like, a series like this. Like, right. if there's one character where you're like, I wonder what happened to that guy. It's Jon Snow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, his story was so compelling with everything and his, his mixed lineage and everything else that you're like, that's interesting. You know, he's an interesting character. Yeah. And... You know, I like Kit Harrington as an actor, and I, you know, he played Jon Snow really well. Like, there's a lot of things I can say about it. You know, and hey, Ghost is still alive. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So there's a lot of things that you know, like I like about a sequel where like you just like it's not well, and he lived happily ever after beyond the wall. What happened? Yeah, I mean, there's got to be struggle there. Yeah, there's got to be shit that goes on. There's got to be ramifications for like the death of the Night King. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. there's got to be all sorts of, like, there's spooky shit that takes place on that side of the wall. Yeah, that we don't know about. Yeah, so. so. I mean, I guess you're right. I mean, I guess it is the more mysterious side of Thrones. Things right. you know and things you don't know. I think I'd rather see the things that I don't know. Yeah. As a sequel versus watching the beginning of 
something that I already know what happens. And, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, to me, there's just something interesting about, like, the thought of the Targaryens at the height of their power. Like, like this is, like, the peak of the Targaryen Empire. Right. You know what I mean? That interests me. At least, it, like, it does me. Like, you know, like, dragons are everywhere. They're fucking riding them like it's fucking Pern. Yeah, I think you know, that would be cool. Yeah. To see. You know. But all the other dramatic shit that's going on, I don't care about. Yeah, that, but that's the problem with with Thrones is it's like well, all that shit's cool, but like in the reality is it's a political show. Yeah, it is. it's a political you know series. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's the internal politics that make things run. Right, and that that's why like a, a character like Littlefinger was so interesting because he, he was a straight politician. Yeah, and even there were like the things that I did like about Thrones were the interesting characters. Like Littlefinger yeah. was a very good character. Yeah. Um, as much as everybody hated him, yeah. What's his name was a great character. Yeah. Um, what's his name? Joffrey. No, I fucking hated Joffrey, but he, he fucking castrated. Oh. What's his name? Oh. Um. Great actor. Yeah, yeah, I know who you're talking about the, the the bastard son of what's his name? Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. 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 Theon got castrated. Yeah, by, by him, yeah. Um, great character. Yeah. You know? Like, such a good character. He may have been one of the best sub-characters of that, of that yeah. whole fucking series. Yeah. Because the amount of hate you hated, and the, the amount of hate that was... That, it, that he made you feel. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like... And I didn't like Theon anyway. Yeah. But, um, so, I mean, that, that's, that's what good, that's what was really good. Um, so hopefully, you know, and that sub-character of the love interest and the red-bearded guy. Yeah. With Snow. Yeah. And the Black Watch, I, I liked that. Yeah. Too. I thought that was. Yeah, the rebuilding of the wall and. The the I thought that was all yeah. really good too. Yeah. So yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe I would like a Jon Snow. Yeah. The sequel. And there are th- aspects to it that could be very, very interesting. Right. You know, but th- there are aspects to it. Like I just, you know, I would like to see a little more from uh, the people that he went up against the mountain. If he'd have shut his fucking mouth, he'd have won. Oh, the the. Those people in the south. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I thought the, they were very interesting. Yeah. With the women and right. the assassins. And, yeah. Yeah. I thought that was really interesting, but they never went into it. Right. I mean, they, they go deep into that in the books. Yeah, but they never. never they just the TV they barely people, even touched on People were so pissed about that in the TV show. <clears throat> so, yeah. Yeah, I, they barely touched on it in the movie. Yeah. But I thought that was good. Yeah. But I was so burned by Thrones, I was just like, Ugh. yeah. No, I get that. Yeah. I, I get that. Like and a lot of people were. Like I, I was too. Like to an extent. Like I was like, really, this is how this ends. Yeah. Okay. And I really had a problem. And, you know, and I'm one of those people that is is gonna say that I had a huge problem with the editing and the filming of that battle. Because literally, and I had a good TV. Yeah. 
and I could not see shit on yeah. my TV. Yeah. The only thing that stood out, which was probably one of the most beautiful moments of Thrones, is when the dragon cleared the clouds. Yeah. That's gorgeous. Yeah. I mean, that was just like. Yeah. It was epic. Yeah. Right? Right. I mean, I don't think dragons have necessarily been portrayed very well in movies. I don't. Throughout the whole, throughout all the time, you know, of movies, I just don't think a really, and I thought that moment was just epic. But then it just went right back into like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. It was almost like I'm wearing a VR. <laughs> oh, just for the record. Shrek. Pete's dragon. <laughs> Pete's dragon, yeah. The, the dragon and Shrek. It was a good dragon. <laughs> yeah. So. I give you... When Donkey dra- was talking about their breath. Yeah. <clears throat> I give you dragon heart. Dragon. Yeah. All right. Don't talk about it. I, you know what? If dragon heart's on, I'll watch it. Yeah. Oh, I know. So why? And it's it's because of him. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, a, yeah. That's a pretty good dragon. Yeah. Smog was a good dragon. Smog was a good dragon. And, uh, the dragon and dragon slayer. Oh, yeah. That was a good dragon. Yeah. And that was early. Yeah. Yeah. That was a really good dragon, yeah. though. Why don't they make a Dragons of Burn movie? I, I think it has something to do with the rights. I, I think, like,. Her estate is all fucked up. The the, the author. Yeah. Like, and McCaffrey. Yeah, McCaffrey. Yeah, I think it's like a clusterfuck of like who who in the family owns the rights. Since and like and I could be never the next Dune. Huh? It could be the next Dune. I agree. Like if there is if there is a series of books that's like ripe for the picking, it, it's Dragon Riders of Pern. Yeah. Like, people would go fucking nuts over it's that. It's like a cross between Dune and Game of Thrones. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just... It's right there. Right. Like, I'm, I remember watching Avatar going, Oh, he ripped off Dragon Runners of Pern. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Like, he he ripped off um, Dances with Wolves and Dragon Runners of Pern. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Exactly right. You know? Don't tell me this is an original idea, motherfucker. Yeah, and there's no way. I read this book and I've seen this movie. <laughs> right. Yeah, you're right. So. And that's a sequel that does not interest me at all. No, I mean, I watched that trailer and I was like, yeah, don't care. Yeah, I, I know. I, 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 well, who was I watching that with? That? And they were like, oh, you know, Avatar. And I'm like, nope. Nope. <laughs> Just not interested. And what's the shame is like, I love James Cameron. I do. Like, James Cameron has my utmost respect as a filmmaker. Right? Between Terminator, Terminator 2, Aliens, like... And I'm going to say it, Titanic. Titanic. Yeah. Like, the, the man's a visionary director who, who's pushed the boundaries of, like, what special effects could do. Uh-huh. Time and time and time. And he even did with Avatar. Uh, you know, if you take it for what it is... It is a beautiful fucking movie. Yeah. Like watching it in a theater in IMAX in 3D was fucking amazing. Yeah. It's the only movie I've watched in 3D where I thought it was fucking amazing. Yeah. You know, but it's just it's one of those deals where it's like, man, you could be doing so much more. Why have you tied up all of your resources and all of your time into making a sequel to this movie? 
that like nobody really likes. Right, and like you're not going to shock anybody anymore with your special effects. Like it's done. I mean, I don't know how far you can go with your special effects right now. I, I, I don't know either, but like I mean, I'm sure James Cameron will do it and like and that's the only thing that makes me want to watch it is in a theater is like how far does he push special effects technology now? Right. Like what the, what's he gonna do? Because that's what James Cameron does. James Cameron brings a wow factor. Right. And, and there's only been a couple instances in movies that I can think of that you were just like, Wow. Yeah. This looks fucking amazing. One was Jurassic Park. Yeah. And two was Avatar. Yeah. When you know, when you first saw Jurassic Park, you were like, What yeah. the fuck am I watching? Yeah, did, I mean, they, did they actually bring back dinosaurs for this? Correct. I mean, yeah. like when you're when you're watching it, you're for the first time. Yeah. Not now, but when you watch it for the first time, you're yeah. like, damn, this is fucking great. That T Rex encounter with the Jeeps is fucking amazing. Yeah, it is. You know, and you're, and it's just unbelievable. The yeah. moment that the brontosaurus has come down, and she, oh, unbelievable, yeah. Yeah. right? And, and you're just like, just seeing them in the open field. I mean, they knew what they were doing, but right. I mean, seeing these dinosaurs like looking out and looking at this, yeah, whole open like safari of, yeah, you know, animals, you know, they move as a herd. And yeah, everything. it was, it yeah. was amazing. Yeah, it was just, it was brilliant. It was just like, oh my god, this is phenomenal. And so when you saw that for the first time, you're like, wow, they've really done it. Yeah. You know? In Avatar, when you saw this, you saw technology that it was just absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. Like, I honestly, I remember I, I, the, the scene that they burned down the tree and that's falls. That's exactly what I was going to say. I remember actually holding out my hand thinking they're just, they're dropping ash from the ceiling. Yeah. They it was have a, to be. It was amazing. Yeah. And it was just beautiful. Yeah. You know? Um but I just don't think he can get that lightning in a bottle again. I I, I don't know how f- more technologically further we can go. Right, and more importantly, like I mean, you're talking about this. This movie's like twelve years too late. Yeah, ten years too late. Like, I mean, like it's like. Who cares about and then, the sequel to Avatar? Well, that's what I'm saying. And that's what I mean. I was like, right. oh, go back and watch the first one. Well, yeah, the first one wasn't really that good anyway. Yeah. So, I mean, like... I really don't feel, feel the need to revisit that. Yeah, and I've seen graphics better than what's going on in Avatar now. Yeah. So, why would I watch this crap film in order to understand the second film? And yeah. I don't want to see Sigourney Weaver playing basketball again. And, and Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't care. Right. Um. So, I just... There's just no interest there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, but I, unless I hear some strong buzz on this movie. Yeah. I will wait to watch it on TV. Yeah. Unless there's some like crazy effects that have never been done before. Yeah. And it's just like, you got to see this. Yeah. In a movie theater and experience it in a theater. I am not going to go see this movie. No, neither am I. There's Neither just, am I. I, I hate no to say interest. that because I love James Cameron and he's I done. I do too. You know, but I just wish he'd move on to something else. Yeah, waste. But he has a habit of wasting his time like that. Yeah, like he did Titanic and did it fucking five years. He did fucking research on the Titanic. Yeah, yeah. He was like, you know, right more than that. Probably five years prior made the Titanic and five years after on the Titanic. Yeah, I get it. I understand it. and I appreciate the footage that he produced. Yeah, I do. I mean, like the stuff that he got on the Titanic was. Yeah. Oh it, yeah, it I mean, blows I, my mind. Yeah, 
like the undersea stuff and yeah. this, you know all that uh, the research he did was amazing but at the same time like you could have left that to anybody yeah just fund it yeah. I don't I don't I need you making good movies correct and he just has not done that no then he turns out Avatar and I'm like uh yeah really this one best picture like I said it dances with wolves yeah <laughs> you know? yeah yeah so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, bitch about Cameron. Yeah, that's it. That's all I got. All right, son. Anything else you'd like to add to the proceedings, there, sir? No, I'm good. All right. Well, remember, there are a number of different ways you can reach out and touch us. Yeah. Uh, you can send us an email, uh, like Thad does each and every week, and that email address is pittsburghnerdyahoo.com. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Just search Pittsburgh Nerd Podcast. We're very, very easy to find. And we are a member of a number of podcasting networks. You can find us on the Tangent Bound Network, the Weeby Geeks Network, and the Pod Breed Network. Just give them a Google search and find all the other great podcasts they have to offer. And lastly, as always, we want to thank you, dear listener, for checking us out each and every week. We can't thank you enough for taking the time to enjoy our hijinks and or shenanigans. And so on that note... The dreamer has awakened. Peace.